0: What up? Hey, thanks so much for listening to this edition of The Shaleen Show. It's going to get juicy today. We have special guest, sex expert, <laughs> Fred Johnson. I
1: call myself a sex expert.
0: Well, if you haven't already picked up on it from the title of this episode, this is not one you want the kids to listen to. In particular, we don't want our kids to listen to it.
1: Yeah, go do something else. Go, like, lift weights or run or go
0: shop. Blow dry your hair. Uh, do some, go
1: do something. Just
0: don't listen, because it, it'll make us awkward, feel awkward and uncomfortable. We'll
1: clean your house, I don't know, whatever you guys do.
0: Yeah, but for the rest of you, we are going to talk about adult-themed content. So, earmuffs on for the kids, or maybe save this one for when you are solo. All right, today we are answering your questions to the best of our ability. We are not therapists. We are certainly not sex therapists. And we don't consider ourselves experts. But we're just going to give you our two cents. That's all. All right. Thanks for being here. We're gonna start with questions that you asked us via Instagram. Here's the first one. You ready for these? And you know, we might have completely different answers.
1: Sure. I'm sure we will have some different answers where you're uh
0: I'm much you know, more open-minded than you are
1: you have different parts than I do so yeah of course they're gonna be different
0: okay here we go all right so the first one is I'm attracted to my husband physically but I get so annoyed with him because I'm constantly having to remind him of his responsibilities around the house so I have a hard time getting in the mood because I'm so annoyed with him
1: well if that was the case then it sounds like if you have to keep reminding him he's probably got ADHD
0: Oh, okay. Is that your assumption?
1: Yeah. I mean, most, pe- most people that like, you know, hey, this is like, uh, yeah, like, tendency lean that way. Like, you know, you might have told them, you know, on Monday, hey, we got to make sure that Johnny has his soccer ball for practice on Wednesday. And, you know, and it was his responsibility to do it. And he forgot, whatever. Yeah. So whatever these tasks that you're talking about, maybe change up your delivery on how you are asking to do these assignments, or chores, or tasks, or responsibilities. It might be the fact that he doesn't respond to the way you are asking him to do things. Mm. I mean, you and I have had these conversations, because, you know, there's a lot of times, like, I look at you, and you tell me all the time, I'm telling you something, and you're not even, like, paying attention to me.
0: Yeah, I'm not hearing you.
1: You're not hearing me at all. So, like, maybe that's the problem. I don't know. All we did was get You know, a couple sentences. We don't know the whole details, but it sounds to me because like most reasonable couples, like if you ask your spouse to go do something, they want to go do it.
0: My thing is your sex gets better when your relationship gets better. And this to me sounds like a situation where you have gotten yourself into a pattern and you're mothering him and you don't feel sexually attracted to someone who feels like you're their parent. Nobody wants to have sex with their child, hopefully. And that's what it feels like. It feels like you have to be the parent. That diminishes that whole like kind of primal man, woman, equals kind of sexual vibe that should be there. So my recommendation would be if you want to improve your sex life, you need to improve the communication you have in your marriage. I think there's probably some things you could think about in terms of perspective. Like, you're upset with him because he's not doing certain things that you want him to do, but what are some of the things he is doing right?
1: Hopefully she is also, because I'm assuming this is a female, hopefully you're also not saying things like, the reason why I don't want to have sex with you is because you don't do this, this, and this.
0: Mm. No, she didn't say that. She I just... know, but
1: I, I said hopefully okay. we're not doing that because that kind of leads into what you were saying is like, just change the communication and then once... You start seeing improvement, like just all of a sudden things are starting to happen. You know more. Don't make that the reason why you're having sex. All of a sudden, it should just happen like naturally. Like you're just.
0: Oh, you're na- saying don't use it as a yeah pawn. Like,
1: as a, yeah, as a pawn. Like yeah, if you get all these done, you get to have mm-hmm. fun times.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's a, an interesting one. How do I tell my husband what I need from him to get me in the mood? Just tell him. <laughs> We, well, I mean, that's obvious, but she says like, how?
1: Just like, I don't know. Do you tell me? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you not make that face at me? <laughs> Keep it PG. Okay. Before the act, yeah. what kinds of things get you excited? Get you really in the mood? Because you've told me. So this is things you've communicated to me. Yeah. You said I really like it when you touch me all day long. Like I like it when you touch my okay, neck, so now and we're I
1: am starting for the entire day. So like, yeah, well, I, that's
0: what I think, especially for women. I think that sex is. You said right
1: before that. You said right before. Okay, fine. So I. That, so my brain went like, okay, like you know. Go ahead. So yes, during the day, love like just look, flirty stuff. Like what? Touch. Occasional text. You know, you, just, you, you text me, like, when it's going to be, you're like, it's going to be really good tonight.
0: So you have told me that you like me to send you, like, kind of really aggressive, like, almost like I'm initiating the conversation, text messages. You like it when I, like, flirtatiously touch you. You also like if we're going on a date. You really, really have certain things you like for me to wear. Yes. And... I know that when I wear those things, like, you know, it's cold here mm-hmm. and I would much prefer to wear pants and a sweater, but like last night we did a date night or was it? Well, I know, but still I wore a short skirt and I wore fishnet nylons, which I, I'm wearing cause I know you like that. And I know I that you,
1: that.
0: I know that you appreciate that. So it's like those kinds of things. What do you think? What is it that gets me in the mood? And how do you know?
1: Compliment you. There
0: we go. Yeah.
1: You like when I take care of you.
0: I do, but like in terms of getting in the mood for things, Yeah. taking care of me doesn't get me in the mood. Getting me in the mood is when I feel very sexy. Yeah. And, you, you know, I don't know if you're just like saying this, be you, you'll be like, oh my God, I can't handle it when you wear a dress like that. You know, things like that. If yeah, I say that like it, I'll say that at like seven
1: o'clock in the morning when you're just wearing like workout stuff.
0: I know. And that gets me in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. So all the compliments, I mean, acts of service are my love language, but my sex love language is to feel... Compliments and feel Yeah, sexy. to feel sexy, yeah. and you make me feel, mm-hmm. se- like, desired. Yeah. That's it. So I need to feel desired, and I guess that's kind of yours, too. Yeah. I don't know if that's true for everybody, but I think sex is so much better when it's not a 30-minute or one-hour or whatever part of the day I think it's something that starts like you said at 7 a.m
1: yeah yeah you just can't like okay we're going to bed at nine o'clock okay I'm gonna throw out some compliments at yeah. eight forty five, and okay. let's get ready baby you know here we go it's got to be something that you do make it a habit just do it, and it becomes a habit. and And don't always use the same like yeah. stupid like phrases or words. I don't ever like. Mm-hmm. I, I always change it up. Do I
0: make you feel desired? Yes, I do. What? Why are you smiling like that? You think of things like that I say?
1: Yeah, I mean, like just this last week, me getting tattooed makes you yeah, very like excited. It.
0: Well, yeah. At least I tell you how it does.
1: Oh, it does it. <laughs> I'm just, sitting, I'm just laying in a chair for 15 hours because it's...
0: You just did that for me? Yeah. Okay, so here's the next one. How do you tell your partner you don't want to do something that they want to do? I am afraid that he will find it with someone else. Hmm.
1: I don't know. There's a little too less of information. It makes you kind of like wonder like what that might be. Well, okay. I mean, because it could be anything. It could be like, like she doesn't feel like kissing like when they're intimate and he sure. likes to kiss I don't like sure, I don't know sure. what it is but obviously this goes right back to question one this is a communication thing mm-hmm. like you don't talk about this when you're in the heat of it right this is post
0: or at some other time like at
1: some other time sure. this is when you aren't like flirting and getting you know like ready to have sex or whatever it might be mm-hmm. this is on downtime mm-hmm. this is like a conversation this is like hey hey honey you have time to talk right now and like just like you're going to talk about like hey we're thinking about refinancing the house mm-hmm. this is like hey i'd like to talk to you about some things that make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i just want to know if these are like things that you like you desire or maybe the, maybe the person will just say it's just oh, a no. fantasy it's just a fantasy or yeah. it's just something if maybe even if you just said those things yeah and,
0: I, that's and, what i was just thinking is that sometimes there are things that you can talk about that your partner really has no and and a lot of my education around sex comes outside of our marriage. And <laughs> that sounds really bad. Here's what I mean by that. Because I listen sometimes to other podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. and audiobooks yeah. about sex. And I'm, you know, on the scale of things, like when I listen to some of those shows, I'm like, OMG. <laughs> it is so boring over here compared to like what some people are doing. It's just not for me. No judgment. I think it's helped me to be open-minded to listen to some of those More shows. Boring yeah. Dude, to- to- dude, okay. some people out there, are, yeah. Yeah. They let their freak flags fly. God bless them.
1: Down there in the villages, you know. Don't say that.
0: (laughs) But, you know, I'm just saying like it has opened up my mind that there are a lot of people doing a lot of different things. Sex is very, very natural. It's very normal. But there are just a lot of podcasts about sex in general. And some of them, if I'm just being completely honest right now, I'll learn something But there's also a lot of content that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And there are practices that I just don't agree with. And most of those shows, they talk about all those things. And it's just not for me. So I feel like I have to skip ahead so much. or And I don't subscribe to many of those shows because maybe one out of every 10 shows is something that I relate to. And the rest of them, I just don't relate to as much. But can I tell you an amazing, amazing, amazing site. Listen, everyone, ladies, especially, you need to go to the site. It's OMG, like OMG, like, oh, I'm, oh my God, OMG, yes.com And here's why. So if you're like me, you're like, okay, listen, I want a better sex life. And this is not the stuff they teach in schools. I am not into watching porn, and some of these shows are just a little too all over the place for me to get the answers that I want. You're going to love OMG Yes because you literally can kind of map your own journey, if you will. Like, I'm on the site right now. Hold on. For example, if you're like, especially someone who has ADHD and you're having sex and then you start getting in your own thoughts in the middle of it and then it's impossible for you to climax. There's a whole section that talks to you about like how to stay in the moment mentally. It's really designed for education, but not from a sex education standpoint. Does that make sense? It's like how you would get your answers in the most profound way. I mean, it's a site for, for men or women or couples or whatever. It's just a site that helps you to figure out how to make sex more pleasurable without it being uncomfortable or awkward or to feel like you would have to cover up your screen. You wouldn't want anyone to see what you're looking at. Do you know what I mean? They literally have pulled tens of thousands of women to figure out like how to make pleasure better for themselves, whether it's, you know, pleasure solo or with your partner. I mean, like they break it down like into patterns and different techniques psychological techniques, and they've done just a really good job of like organizing the site. So you just click on these little boxes and it's super easy for you to kind of follow your own path of curiosity without feeling like a weirdo. I mean, we put so much weird stigma around sex and it's so strange because hello, it's why we're here. I think it's important that we lift the stigma from it. And I think finding out what works for you and also finding out what works for your partner is sometimes difficult in the bedroom.
1: They talk about, like, toys and lube and... Yeah, all those techniques. Vibrating stuff.
0: (laughs) All of it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like, if you guys are enjoying listening to this, because hopefully we're making this not feel awkward, and you're just listening to two people having a conversation that's normal in your own home, then you would love OMG Yes, because there's all these videos of women different ages, different ethnicities, different experiences, just kind of sharing their own techniques or their own experiences, but they're just talking about it. You know what I mean? So it's not like one of those sites or a podcast where you feel a little icky, like you need to take a shower or you need to make sure no one knows you went there. Do you know what I mean? It's just very easy and very comfortable and very informative. I love it. And knowing that we were going to do this episode today, I reached out to them and asked if we could get a discount. It's Very, very affordable, you guys. Go to omgyes.com forward slash Shaleen, and they've set you up with an even better discount. So again, it's omgyes.com forward slash Shalene. I mean, just have some fun with it. Check it out. Like, while Brett and I are still talking, go to the site and check it out. It's helped me to think about, like, how fantasies and what's that called? Like, sex talk, you know, bedroom talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, sex like So your partner might be saying some of these things that he wants to do, but it might just like really turn them on to, you know, pretend or have that kind of talk when you're having sex, even though you have no intentions of actually following through or doing whatever. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think so. And that's about as far as we can answer that question without like yes. knowing specifically like what this might be.
0: I think all difficult conversations, whether it's about sex or anything else, it's all about timing and being gentle and thinking about the other person's feelings and having the practice of being open in your communication.
1: That one would go opposite of what you usually tell women, Which like. Is if- you usually tell women if you really want something from your husband, ask him right after sex.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: so you don't don't bring this up after right. sex. That's yeah. a good
0: point. Okay, this person says, I just don't look forward to sex anymore. I used to like it, but now, honestly, I think we're both more excited about just going to sleep. Those are two
1: people that have just kind of like got in a rut. I think so. And they probably don't do you know, necessary date nights to keep the spark of the relationship going. So I think they'll probably have over time let some of those things go. Good point. And I think if you get back in the habit of doing, you know, a weekly date night, and it doesn't have to be something extravagant. We've done many shows on like how to do a date night on a budget. Mm-hmm. So just alone time, quality alone time, I think would get these people out of their rut.
0: Possibly, it could be age thing, it could be hormones. So when if both of you have lost the desire, that's not a healthy thing per se, and it's also something you can get back. It's an important part of your relationship and it's a part of your own health. Even if you're not in a relationship, you should regularly be having an orgasm. I mean, I'm gonna link to some previous, maybe we'll do a best of on Wednesday, all of the different sex experts Because, you know, we're not experts, but a lot of this has to do with hormones and your psychology and what your brain is thinking when you're having sex and your age and habit and body image. All of these things affect your desires. So
1: I think having sex keeps you younger. Do you? Yes.
0: That's always been your theory. You're right. I mean, I don't know if you're right, but you've always said that. I agree with Brett. It sounds to me like this has become a habit. And, you know, it's just like that person who stops going to the gym and stops taking care of themselves. And they're like, they look around, they're like, yeah, all my girlfriends have gained 25 pounds. So this is just where we are. This is just our fate. And that's not true. All things take work. I want to mention my pillow that I've been sleeping on that my husband tried to steal from me last night. So I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I bought this pillowcase. You know, there's lots of silk and satin pillowcases, but I found one that is insane. And then I bought a matching robe. And then I bought the spray that you spray your pillows with before you go to bed or your bed linens. And it's like eucalyptus and lavender and it smells delicious. I discovered all of those products after initially it was a silk pillowcase from Blissey that made a huge difference for me that I bought because I had was watching a bunch of videos of people talking about like how to repair overly chemically processed hair like mine that's super fine anyways. And everyone swears by using a silk pillow. So then I did a little bit of research and found this pillowcase by Blissy. And it's not just that it keeps my hair detangled and it's better at night for your hair, but it's also temperature regulating, which is huge. It's also hypoallergenic and you can just like throw in the washing machine. I think it's a wonderful gift. That's why I put it on my gift giving guide as well. So grab one for your friends as we're approaching the holidays or just get one for yourself anytime because everybody loves these pillowcases. I freaking love their robe too. But by the way, over 1 million people have tried Blissey and you can now try Blissey for 60 nights risk-free. Okay, and get this, for a limited time, Blissy is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to blissy.com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. All right, moving on to the next question speaking of which, my wife has gained a lot of weight and I just don't find her physically as attractive as I once did. On top of that, her weight gain has impacted her confidence. So she's not as flirty and doesn't seem to have the same sexual desire. Okay. So this is a tough one because attraction is real. The way that we are attracted to people is so much more than physicality. And everything you mentioned, well, not everything, that's not true. You started by mentioning her physicality, but then you talked about her confidence. So, you know, you can't tell someone, well, you should just be attracted to them or you should just be sexually turned on by them. And, you know, if someone's gained weight or they've got too much body hair, or I don't know what it might be, that just is what it is. And I would tell you that, if you really care about this marriage, the best thing that you can do is really try to connect with her on an intimate level. Not sexually intimate, but on a on a level of intimacy that makes her feel how loved and appreciated and adored she is. And you know, you never need to have any conversations about her weight. She knows exactly what's going on. And you want to love and support her as she is, you know, and, and like I don't know if she's really gained weight. <laughs> maybe that means five pounds for you. You know what I mean? Or or maybe she's gained 100 pounds. We don't know. But I think if this is something you really want between the two of you, I would start by working on your, your emotional intimacy. Do you have anything to say about no, that No, I'm one? not
1: going to address weight.
0: I am on hormone blockers due to post-breast cancer. And I have zero sex drive. But I'm not sure if that's healthy. Well... Again, you know, I want to refer to the episode I did with Dr. Kelly Kasperson, and we talked about, I think we even talked about that in particular. It is important that you have sex drive. That is an indicator that your hormone levels are off, but I do understand that if you're on hormone blockers, you know, there are other ways to get yourself aroused. Everyone has a different way of reaching arousal. Can
1: I give a story?
0: Oh, sure. Oh,
1: dear. oh Okay, so this is a true story. My integrative health doctor thought it was a good idea when we went to Europe Mm -hmm. because we were going to be gone for a month that they thought that it was a good idea for me to kind of cleanse my system of any testosterone because I'm 52 years old. And as you get older, your testosterone levels go down and that's not good. You want your hormones to be in balance, right? So I'm at a dosage where it keeps my... Testosterone at a at a good healthy level. Well, they thought, it, but it's good to like cycle off of it every once in a while. Good. Some
0: doctors think so.
1: Yeah, so they thought that, and yeah, some doctors do because other doctors that I've talked to don't think that's a good idea. So the first two weeks, our month long trip to Europe, mm-hmm. everything was really sexually chemistry was great everything was working all well and then all of a sudden about halfway through the trip like my libido like fell off the cliff
0: and it's- mine was skyrocketing
1: yes because you were doing your my hormone normal, stuff hormone yeah. and, I, and all of a sudden i'm not doing it and it took me like a couple days i'm like what the hell's going on and then i figured it out and i text one of my friends and he's like oh yeah you take two weeks off of that you're back to like all the way down to like as you, it'll blow, blow raised, you yeah. yeah.
0: And I think it's important to mention that it's very normal, you guys. So when you're talking about vaginal dryness, when you're talking about erection dysfunction, erectile, sorry, when you're talking about vaginal dryness or erectile dysfunction, or just libido in general, that is controlled by hormones. But whether you're a man or a woman, if your partner is struggling with one of those things, it's really hard not for your partner for your partner not to assume it's really hard for your partner to not assume that it's them right so if a woman is experiencing vaginal dryness her husband doesn't realize it has nothing to do with her being turned on or not being turned on that's just hormones y'all and if a man is experiencing erectile dysfunction, a woman might feel like, does he not find me attractive? Is he having an affair? You know, why is he not as interested? And there can be lots of reasons for all of these things, but they're very normal. It's more abnormal to be like completely on the same level, having the same amount of exact level of libido, and, you know, both have like all of the symptoms and signs of being turned on. That also takes work. And the older you get, the more important it is to keep all of these things in check and in balance. That's why we have our hormones tested like all the time. And I would say 99% of the time we have matching libido.
1: Oh, yes. I would say so, yes.
0: And it's true that when we were in – I'm glad you brought it up because I wasn't going to bring it up you know, because that's your story. But when we were on our month-long trip, there was like a two-week period there where I'm like – I'm just like ravenous for it and he's like – could take it or leave it. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like I've got the dresses, I got the heels. I'm wearing like sexy bathing suits. Well, excuse me, you know what I mean? And yeah, even though I knew about him taking a break from the hormones, I knew he was doing that. But it still got in my head a little bit. And I was like, am I doing something different? Like what's going on? And then that made him feel bad. So regardless of... Of what's going on the number one thing you want to avoid if at all possible and it's hard because we're talking about emotions is in any way shape or form making your partner feel guilty or making them feel bad about it right like so if, if a man is to say to a woman like how come you're not turned on because there's vaginal dryness that's gonna make her feel bad
1: yes percent. and if
0: a woman says to her man like how come we can't finish or whatever so Now, there are just a ton of questions about erectile dysfunction. Yes. So I'm going to address a couple of them. So the first one was basically she said, my husband drinks too much and then he can't finish. Correct. And then she said, when I try to bring it up, he's super defensive. Any advice on that specific one? Because that sounds like it might be alcohol-induced That's
1: alcohol-induced ED, I'm sure. Even with my injury that I had, which was quite every doctor that I've, went through for my neuropathy as has always asked about ed and haven't experienced that and i guess with the pelvic floor for men it's like the number one thing so you may know. i
0: just say thank you jesus that that did not become one of your side effects <laughs> for a year and a half that that's hard oh
1: yeah that would have been very difficult mm-hmm. so you know i don't know what's going on this sounds like because you use the words drinks too much mm-hmm. so and that and depending on what the drink is it seems to me that like the darker the alcohol the more that affects so like if you're talking about like a whiskey or bourbon or something like that but i mean yeah if you drink in hard alcohol it's definitely going to have an effect and especially as you get older and if you aren't doing some kind of hormone replacement i mean you could be like no hormone replacement drinking too much Mm. and of the age i mean you get like a triple whammy there it's like you got no chance
0: i think We've got a couple things going on here. First, I would want to have a conversation with him about his. Again, we don't know alcohol consumption. Is this, are you saying all the time this is going on? Are you saying that on the rare occasion when he drinks too much? Because if that's the case, and you know, because there's been times, not many, but there's been a few times, honey, where, and I'm thinking like maybe in our course of our 27 years, like maybe three nights where I was like, you know what, we're not doing that tonight. Because I just knew you weren't like quite there. Yeah. And, you were relieved because you were, the room was spinning, right?
1: Yeah. Or, and there's been a couple times when you have been like, we've done like the whole thing all during the day where we've been very complimentary and we've been very flirty and we're out having a good time and, you know, maybe with some friends or something like that. And all of a sudden, like, y- you know, the... Gal comes around and she says, "Would you like another drink?" And you'd be like, "Let's, let's stop." You know, you you really like you'll put sl- you'll put the brakes on because you know, like, yeah, I might I want eat, this to be
0: enjoyable for both of us, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be a conversation to be had about the alcohol. I think that's another. Again, here's another question. Well, let's stay on Ed for a second. If it is a an occasional thing, right? Like it just happens on occasion, very rare. I think it's really important then that you just let your partner know that it's okay. Like, hey, we can just sit this one out. Like, I think the worst thing you can do is when you realize like, oh, this is not going as we had planned to just be like, don't act frustrated. Don't act disappointed. Just be like, it's no big deal. Like the, these things, like it happens because they do happen. But if it's something that happens all the time.
1: Do it on the next day that ends and why?
0: Wow. But I think if it's something that is happening regularly, like a couple of times a week or whatever, just on a more regular basis, then it's important that not in that moment, but you, again, don't make your partner feel bad about this. It's very, very normal. I read that one in four men struggle with ED. One in four. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, I believe that.
0: That's high. And it can happen for physical reasons. It can happen for, I guess, more often than not, it's psychological Like they're worrying about stress or they're worrying about money or they're worrying about – Like just stress factor. Or they're thinking about the fact that –
1: Cortisol level, you know,
0: probably. Stress or they might be thinking about like the kids or they might be thinking about something that's going on with their own mother, you know, and like your mom's popping into your head. Like it's not just all a physical thing. Like sex takes work and you got to get good at it and if it's regularly happening, ED, then there's nothing to be embarrassed about. And that's how you need to approach the subject with your partner. Like, dude, this is not a big deal. Let's just figure it out, though.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. That would be the best way to do it. Don't make it a big deal on the initiation or, you know, like all of a sudden it's not working and make it a big deal. Just like next day when it's chilling, having coffee, just like, you know what? We probably should just like, let's find a doctor and just like
0: figure this out because it's probably something really simple. This is an interesting one. I am doing hormone replacement therapy. I've got great libido, but I have major vaginal dryness. Mm. This is such an easy fix, girlfriend. Lube. And I mean, even if you don't have vaginal dryness, it can make things much more fun. Like friction is, I mean, you want wetness. That's what I want to say. Both parties. Both parties want that. And so I think for women my age, this, like for... Girls who are like 20 years younger and 10 years younger, these conversations are more normalized. But for women like Gen Xers, like myself, like this is like, oh, should we be talking about this? Yeah, we actually should. And I think that you just need to have lube. And for whatever reason, like if you're embarrassed about that with your partner, well, then lube up before you get into bed. It's not like he's going to know anyways. Okay. These are the kinds of things, if you make it not a big deal and you make it flirty and playful, you might be surprised. Okay, this person says, oh, wow. My husband wants it two to three times per day, and I think once a day is plenty.
1: What is this, this, a college kid that's like (laughs) married out of college and they're just 25 years old?
0: Two or three times a day sounds horrible. That's (laughs) 20-year-olds. You don't know? I think some people I don't just do. Again, it's hormone levels, they, right?
1: What are these people not... They don't work? <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> it takes some time to build that back up. You're right. I
0: don't it's just know.
1: not happening. Some people it is. That's morning before they leave or go to work or do kids or do anything. That's... Before
0: dinner. Before and dinner and, before and before after bed. dinner. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Girlfriend, I think this is outside of our pay grade, to yeah. be honest. I think...
1: I don't know. I
0: don't know either. I don't know how to answer that one. I really yeah. am sorry, that's a, but that's that's, that's a big other than respect. to say I agree with I mean, you that you once imagine, a day is you plenty.
1: Most men in the world going. My spouse says. My wife says once a day is good. They'd be most pretty, men would be like excited. so excited. Yeah, and like he's he's going for two and three. I think he's one of those guys that hit the lottery. Yeah. And he's trying to hit it three times. You know,
0: I, and I, I don't mean to joke about this because I don't really know what makes somebody a sex addict either, right? So I, I don't know a lot about that addiction. So I think I would talk to a sex therapist about that. And there are sex therapists you can speak to online. I mean, you don't have to like find someone in your hometown. But, you know, I do think that's something to consider because when your libidos are grossly mismatched, it can create... Problems like you're wondering, like is he going to go outside the marriage or the relationship?
1: I would be sleeping all day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is a personal question to the two of us. Okay. And they said, Shalene, between you and Brett, who initiates and how? We both. Okay. And then they said, and how? And how?
1: Well, we've kind of given a lot of our tips during the day. We very flirty. So you have a nightly routine and we are getting ready for bed and I usually say this because it takes about 30 minutes to get all the pillows off the bed and get the bed ready so I go like I'm gonna go upstairs and get everything ready get the bed ready get you know everything and you know I go upstairs and I turn on the television and I pull everything back Chalene because of ADHD she likes to get her all of her ducks in a row for the next day then when she comes to bed she has nothing on her mind other than her and I. So she'll sit down there for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Then she will come upstairs and she goes into the bathroom and does her female routine, take off makeup, put on whatever, whatever you females do to get ready for bed, right? And then that usually lasts between five and 10 minutes. And then she comes into bed and a lot of times she goes, what would you like me to wear? Sometimes she's already got something picked out and that is, question right there kind of starts the process, process. That, that's like the, if we were playing football that's like the kickoff <laughs> she's like what do you want me to wear am i wearing what jersey am i wearing tonight <laughs> am i wearing the home whites yep
0: <laughs> and then you know so there was a period of our time in our relationship speaking about initiating where I felt like I was always do you remember this yeah. I felt like I was always initiating and I don't remember if we talked about it with a therapist or if I just talked about it with you I think I just told you yeah and it's just a habit like I don't know like I don't know why I think it's because I always went to be- this is why because we were in the habit of you going to sleep before me and then like maybe even 15 20 minutes you would just like get in bed and fall asleep and then I would have to like kind of curl over to you and initiate to wake you up and then that became the habit and then I was always initiating and then I was in my head that I was always initiating and so then I I talked to you about how I didn't like that and I just stopped initiating like maybe for three or four days and that like immediately changed it yeah and, and now it's it. Now I I don't know that either one of us really initiate it. We just kind of get in bed and we meet in the middle immediately. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes you do
1: initiate, and sometimes like like literally, you'll come out of the bathroom, and I'll like open up my side of the bed. And I'm like, yeah, come yeah. on over here, you know that type of stuff. Uh-huh. So I mean, I think it's very mutual. I mean. I I just don't think that's an issue with us, who initiates. I don't think that's... No, but but there are... I guarantee it, it probably is with a lot of people.
0: Right. So if you're the person who's always initiating, have that conversation. Just say, I would love it if you... And then tell them. Tell them specifically what you would love it. But don't tell them just before you're having sex. Tell them in the middle of the day, in the morning, anytime other than the time.
1: Yeah, or before the time.
0: And then there are also times where... I think it's very fun and playful because the next question is how do you keep things exciting is break up the monotony in the routine. You know, so often sex is at the same time of day in the same, same location. Yeah. And I know that, trust me, we know when you have kids at home, the spontaneity is not an option. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult, It's difficult. right? But there's still ways to have spontaneity before the kids get up in the morning in the shower Late at night, in the middle of the night, like just change it up. Not all the time, but like just even once a month doing something, your partner is like, where did that come from?
1: Yeah, I agree. If you use your imagination a little bit and think about it a little bit, even if you have kids, because that's the hardest time for the spontaneity and for, you you know, but just change it up, literally. Just if the kids go to bed, instead of going to the bedroom, then be in the kitchen. Yeah. You know?
0: Go into the bathroom. I mean... You don't always have to do it in the same place. I think it is really important to keep that spontaneity there. Some other things... Worst
1: case here, a little Stevie comes down and, you know, you got to explain that you were wrestling with mommy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Other ways that we keep things exciting. First, I would say is we really do our best to take care of our bodies, like grooming and lotion and working out showers yeah smelling good and lotions and strength training and creating muscle and like even tattoos like like I love your. you know that I find that very sexy I asked you to get your leg tattooed because I'm like I think that's super sexy I love your legs so it's those kinds of things I think new outfits keep things exciting
1: yeah not so much for me because
0: <laughs> there's no outfits
1: yeah i'm wear, I'm wearing all black these days and but like for Schlaine, i love it like she literally knew when we were going to the south of france for a month like she didn't double up on a bathing suit one time and she was just like i bought bathing suits for the entire trip and like every bathing suit was just like spectacular and that's cute yeah
0: i would also say vacations are another way to keep things exciting Mm -hmm. because we just said that sex in a hotel room is better than sex in an airbnb yes we both just realized we're like i don't know sex in an airbnb we've never had great sex in an airbnb correct why do you think that is
1: probably because there's always people there too We don't usually stay at Airbnbs by ourselves. The reason why we get an Airbnb is because we're going to have multiple people around.
0: I don't know. There's something about it. I also also know we're in someone else's bed.
1: Okay, that's true. And it's just, it's unfamiliar. But trust me, I book all the Airbnbs. The reason why we book Airbnbs, we do big ones because we're going to be at the location where we're going to have a bunch of people. And we're entertaining. It's just not, it's just not the place where, we're we're just, we're just not into this. But Well, here's a perfect example. Park City, Utah. The best Airbnb we've ever stayed at. We've always had people over there. We've had parties over there. We've had our employees stay there and stuff like that. And the best sex that we've ever had in that place is when everybody's gone. And we we spend the last two nights just by ourselves. Yeah. So it's the by yourself Well, Well, that
0: should be something that those of you who have little kids and maybe you've got a parent that's living with you and you're like sex is not that exciting get a hotel room if you can afford to do that like you know on your date night you don't just spend the night there <laughs> you know what i mean like just to spice things up it's worth the investment i also think it's really important to not be afraid to try new things we've been having sex for over 30 years and we are st- 32 years we're still doing things we've never done before we
1: did something we never done before the other night
0: and we don't need to talk about that no, but no. yeah <laughs> and sometimes they're like little things but then we it was
1: and it was the littlest thing ever it was the
0: littlest thing but in the morning I go you know we've never done that before I think new toys are a good idea I think you should not be afraid of toys especially ladies it's almost impossible for a woman to have an orgasm without clitoral stimulation so vibrators are something we have to like stop being so freaked out and weird about it's normal it's very very normal I think exploring and having open communications with your partner about foreplay, trying something new, like, I don't know, a massage first when you get into bed. Like, just say, you know, would you give me a massage and have some oil there? Or maybe it's taking a bath or a shower or a role play. Just anything new.
1: I agree. Anything new.
0: You don't have anything to add there?
1: No, you said, I mean, that's basically when, just changing it up. Just- I
0: was surprising your partner. Just surprising them. You know, like, whoa, I was not expecting it's hard for that. for guys to, ex- to, to I know. Surprise. I think it's... I. It's, it's I a could, woman thing. I could be wrong, but I feel like guys probably get more excited when their lady does something. They were like, whoa, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Okay, here's the last question we're going to answer. Why do I feel like I need three to four glasses of wine to really let go? That,
1: that's different because she threw in the word let go. I agree. So she still likes to have sex without wine or whatever, a couple of cocktails, but if she feels to be inhibited, maybe to do other things or be a little bit more, what's the word?
0: Relax, uninhibited.
1: Uninhibited. Mm-hmm. Might need a couple of drinks. I think that's normal. I, well, think, I, I, I think most people, when you're talking about like uninhibited sex, you know. Honey,
0: three to four glasses of wine is a bottle. Oh, it is? Yeah, that means this gal needs a bottle of wine in order to feel uninhibited. And while I think what you're saying is it's okay that everyone feels a little less inhibited when they've had a cocktail or two, sure. But I think the bigger concern here is that she said she needs it. So I might suggest talking to a sex therapist because there might be some previous traumas that in order for you to kind of dissociate from them... You need to be intoxicated. And there's nothing more amazing than being so sober and aware and feeling everything and feeling emotionally connected, feeling connected to your body, feeling connected to your partner. I mean, there's been times, not to get too personal, where we're having sex and you'll say I love you and I say I love you and you know what I'm talking about. That, yeah, feel- yeah. that feeling is amazing. And that just doesn't happen after a couple of glasses of wine. I mean, you have to be like really – intimately, physically, emotionally, spiritually connected. And I think you're missing out on that. And it's a shame because it's so beautiful. It could be so beautiful. So I might recommend maybe talking to your therapist a little bit about that. If you don't already have one, I consider I would tell you to talk to maybe somebody at Talkspace. And if you've already done that, and you're still there, you might Look into getting a or working specifically with someone who specializes in sexual relationships and sex therapy. Well, this has been fun for us. Have you enjoyed yourself today?
1: Yes, very much so. One of my favorite topics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for being here and thanks for asking us these questions. You guys remember, we're not the experts, we're just sharing our own experiences as much as is appropriate on a PG rated show. And we don't always have all the answers we're not the experts, but you are encouraged to seek yours because it's natural, it's normal, it's healthy, and it's beautiful. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave A five star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. And if you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen show. It's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com.